Support for the WSHU podcast Off the Path comes from Webster Private Bank with personalized wealth management services to help clients move forward confidently. WebsterBank.com slash private banking, member FDIC. And from Au Pair in America, cultural exchange child care for more than 30 years. AuPairInAmerica.com. Bob Dylan, Bruce Springsteen, and Jimi Hendrix all have something in common, aside from being music legends. They all performed as unknowns on a small stage in a basement club in Greenwich Village. I'm WSHU's Davis Donovan, and I'm back with the third season of Off the Path, unexpected stories on the road from New York to Boston. The streets of Greenwich Village were a center for counterculture by the late 1950s, Here's rock journalist Leslie Pfeffer. A lot of the folk musicians and other musicians, they were playing guitars, they were sing-alongs, there were protests. And she says the village was full of coffee houses. Where it started out with mainly poets in there, and then eventually that's where the folk musicians hung out and they started playing. A young musician from Minnesota wanted to be part of that scene. His name was Bob Dylan. He hitchhiked to Greenwich Village in January of 1961 and found a neighborhood full of folk singers. People just went, you know, from place to place because they had a lot of what they called hootenanny nights. Are you familiar with those? Like open mic, which is how Bob Dylan got started. (laughs) Dylan wrote about his first day in New York in his 2004 memoir, Chronicles. Here's an excerpt from the audiobook read by Sean Penn. When I arrived, it was dead on winter. The cold was brutal and every artery of the city was snowpacked. I didn't know a single soul in this dark, freezing metropolis, but that was all about to change. And quick. Someone told Dylan about a coffee house that was a good place for first-time performers. It was Café Wa, W-H-A. Dylan walked in the door with his guitar and harmonica, and he asked if he could play. The Café Wa was a club on McDougal Street in the heart of Greenwich Village. The place was a subterranean cavern, liquorless, ill-lit, low ceiling, like a wide dining hall with chairs and tables. Opened at noon, closed at four in the morning. The cafe was in a basement owned by businessman Manny Roth. It was a horse stable, dank with dirt floors when Roth bought it. He turned it into a coffee house. Open past midnight, but as Dylan says, no liquor for sale. No one's sure how many times Dylan played or how often he got the spotlight. Dylan wrote in his memoir that he never headlined a set. He just played in the backup band for Fred Neal, who went on to write the classic Everybody's Talkin'. Somebody had told me to go there and ask for a singer named Freddie Neal who ran the daytime show. I found the place and was told that Freddie was downstairs in the basement where the coats and hats were checked, and that's where I met him. Neal was the MC of the room and the maestro in charge of all entertainers. He couldn't have been nicer. He asked me what I did, and I told him I sang, played guitar, and harmonica. He asked me to play something. After about a minute, he said I could play harmonica with him during his sets. I was ecstatic. At least it was a place to stay out of the cold. This was good. Dylan is known for contradictory statements about his past. Hat Pardo is in charge of music at Café Wa these days, and he says according to club lore, Dylan did play and sing his own sets, much to the dismay of founder Manny Roth. Now, Manny didn't, he never thought that Dylan would amount to anything. He was like, man, this kid has terrible stage presence. He can't sing for shit. 
Manny used to put him on in between bands that could draw really well in order to turn the room. Turn the room in nightclub parlance means to get everybody to leave so you can make room for a fresh set of customers. So he would have a, a band that would, you know, pack the place. And then in order to get them all to leave, he'd put Dylan on. And people would be like, oh, God, this guy's terrible. And they'd all leave and then put another band on that packed a place. And so that way you get a good turnover. Dylan moved on. And Cafe Walk got a reputation as a place where stars were born. Peter, Paul, and Mary played the club. And comedians like Lenny Bruce and Richard Pryor performed early stand-up sets. A band called Jimmy James and the Blue Flames were Cafe Walk regulars in the mid-1960s. A member of the Animals discovered them there, and guitarist Jimmy James changed his name to Jimi Hendrix. A few years later, a teenaged Bruce Springsteen came up from New Jersey with his first band, the Castiles. Pardo says Roth didn't set out to launch the careers of musical legends. I don't know that he ever really saw himself as a talent scout, so to speak. I think he, he just wanted to to make a space where music could thrive, you know? And all the right pieces came into play at the right time, and, and this was a place where it thrived. Roth sold the club in the late 1960s. The venue changed its name a few times. Then it became a Middle Eastern restaurant in the 1970s. Leslie Pfeffer, the rock journalist, is also writing a book about the history of Café Wa. She says there's so many legendary venues in New York that didn't make it. Like the Fillmore East, run by famed rock promoter Bill Graham, or the Electric Circus, a notorious psychedelic disco. Fillmore East is a bank. The uh, Electric Circus is a Chipotle or something now, or (laughs) or a vape store. But Café Wad did return in the late 1980s. A new owner restored the name and brought back the house band. I head to the basement and find a table to watch the show. It looks exactly like Dylan described in his memoir, a subterranean cavern with low ceilings. Only now you can buy liquor. So I order myself a beer. Hey, Joe. There you go with that gun in your hand. And the band launches into the song Hendrix was playing when he was discovered on this stage. Hundreds of people are packed into a space so small the tables actually touch the stage. Pat Pardo says that's what people love about it. You very much get the feeling that you're tucked away in some sort of secret, hidden kind of show. And you're just in a whole other world for a while. You're in this little hole in the ground on McDougal Street, enjoying music. And if you're lucky, you might find yourself a few feet away from the next music legend. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan, and I'm searching for cool and colorful spots on the road from New York to Boston.